0: And welcome to a brief message before I say hello and welcome to Tink Tank. As you may have noticed, we've been gone for quite a while,
1: but we're back. We're back, and we're excited to announce a line of stickers and pins and other merchandise based around the content of our episodes. Every penny of profit from this merchandise is going to be donated to the Black Art Futures Fund, who is promoting the elevation and preservation of black arts
0: and culture. All of these designs are original illustrations by my own sister, Sarah Cullinan. You can find her on Instagram at Sarah.Cullinan. And you can find the designs on Redbubble. Our shop name is TinkThank. You can find it at redbubble.com people TinkThank. The link will be in the show notes, and it is also on our Instagram.
1: And without further ado... Hello, and welcome to TinkThank, the show where we take a deep dive into a theme and explore all of its connections to parts of media that we each bring to the table.
2: I'm Gabe. Am I supposed to go before James? Yes. Hi, I'm Declan Grogan. And I'm James.
1: Is it too late to find another guest? No, hey, look,
2: (laughs) hey, hey, stop, hey. There was a moment moment of silence, and I was
0: like, Declan definitely isn't sure if he's supposed to go, but I will wait. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, no, it's, the the order must be preserved. Uh, and, And speaking of which, um, uh... Gelatinous.
2: Hmm. daiquiri Jubilee. All right. I Excellent. did that. I look. Hey, I I was able to do that one correctly. You so did. You did. You
1: learn very quickly. Before we started, Declan said that they call him Two Take Grogan, and just now we have witnessed
0: why. The second, take. the order uh, on that, the second take. So <laughs> hey, that's why I brought I, that's two That's very compelling.
1: Me oh shit very compelling data point um if you're listening so, yeah, this is actually our second
0: recording of the episode we've done one already oh no, yeah we went through the entire thing already
2: yeah
1: uh welcome declan to the show um you are our second ge- or oh, third guest i guess um depending on i'm excited to be your
2: your season um, four fun uncle you bring on to the show to yeah, spice yeah, things up. yeah
1: no we gotta um but declan do you want to i mean i guess do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, or as much as you want the people to know? Well, James and I both know you, obviously. But yeah,
2: of course. Uh, well, you can also, this is it's wonderful time, time to time craft to, uh, a new persona. It's finally time to just let my let let everyone understand who I am. Uh, I've been sort of leaving a lot of hints around the internet, but it's time to come forward. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm Declan Grogan. I'm, I'm a guy. I operate outside of Chicago. Uh, I am super into comedy, even though I have most of my studies in mechanical engineering. And you know, look, I just, I just want to make the kids laugh. If there's anything I can, if there's anything I can say about me, it's that my one goal in life is just to make the kids laugh, guys. You know,
0: you're a mechie. I just, just want to. Yeah, yeah, he is.
2: Wow. I guess JB. Yeah, just want to take know, a sec. Right. The
1: sentence "I operate outside of Chicago" went into my ears like "I operate outside the law." <laughs> <Like> it just <laughs> sounded like-, <laughs> I feel like I operate beyond the limits of
2: Chicago. <laughs> the limits of not Chicago, like near Chicago. They cannot <laughs> contain <laughs> me. Just- yeah, they yeah. can't. All right. I, I, the mayor's been JB Pritzker. has <laughs> been on J. B. my, <laughs> my JB? Yeah. I, look, JB knows me by name. I'm the I'm threat level zero for him. Which is the highest, <laughs> even though it's a low number. He plays by golf rules, I say. Yeah, he does. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I should also probably address the, uh, the point that I actually didn't occur to me uh, to address, but th- this is uh, the first episode, and hopefully only be um mm-hmm. that is all online yes. so declan james and i are all in different places and we are recording this uh remotely
0: we're all
2: social distancing yeah. probably insane. a
1: reality for many of you
2: and i have set up yeah. uh two mannequins in the room that uh six feet i'm talking to as if they are you guys <laughs> are they six feet the apart well, i
1: should i should put are it.
2: they are six feet apart declan they are six feet apart don't right. worry i don't, yeah. I don't want the mannequins I to i are normally
1: six set. feet apart in the studio so yeah. It's it's weird. I don't
0: I don't even consider myself to be social distancing anymore. I'm just not leaving the house. Like it is just it's a, it's full on like quarantine. That's the shelter in place part. Yeah. yeah. Cuz like it's like oh we're social distancing, but it's I'm not anymore. Like I don't go anywhere. The furthest I've been is on the next street. Yeah, slow down there.
2: Yeah, that's uh, uh that's a little far. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. I don't want to go anywhere because of coronavirus, and also I'm afraid of Chicago. So uh, <laughs> this is, this is coming from someone who spent like the Chicago. last three months in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh pretty wild. It, it was so. It's just so nuts that that happened. Mm-hmm. I was in Venice as the <laughs> virus broke out in northern Italy.
1: Yeah, well, that's wild.
2: Yeah, I, the, I was getting on the train to leave, and there were like people with hazmat suits getting off the train to go what? like. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. it was freaky so yeah i, I was worry. i've been quarantined for many weeks all the illnesses out of my system if i ever had any so well, i would just like to clarify guys, just by listening to this.
0: if anyone listening at home follows declan on instagram one i recommend you do he has a wonderful instagram of things that look like faces but about a day no, or two terrible, yeah. after coming home to the states <laughs> he posted on instagram a nice picture of like um a, a window and the caption was Man, I love spreading coronavirus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't age very well.
2: The media won't talk about how good it feels to spread. Like (laughs) it's wild how. Good it is it too late to find a new guest <laughs> he it, said it's like once you get it like all you want to do is spread it because of how great it feels
1: is that a symptom or are you just an awful person i'm missing something no no
2: it's a symptom of the virus it's sort of like how <laughs> the zombie virus makes you want to spread it and whatever else it's the same thing but it's like a dopamine rush like it's no like a parasite other, yeah exactly. so
1: instagram has started uh in it was, i think a few months ago they started like independently fact-checking stuff that got reported. And I don't know if you've seen posts that, like, before you view a story or a post, it's, like, grayed out, and it said might contain misleading information. Yeah, yeah And you have to click through to view it. Um, I can't wait until we're required to report that, like, no, nothing we are saying here is... <laughs> Medical advice. None of this is based oh, so so hey on
0: Before we started the episode, Declan said, "I'm gonna make this an episode you can't release," <laughs> and that's, that's true. <laughs> and uh,
2: he's really making me question. First, this out because it like I was gonna be controversial, but now I think I'm just gonna start like reading like government <laughs> secrets and like nuke launch codes and things like that. So Dude, Declan, you not, the code, it's not the codes, like. not the codes. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think so we should do what's some the fast facts. Episode? If you remember that part of the 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 plot of the episodes, oh, no. we have the fast facts.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why I'm asking. Hey, guys, what's the topic?
0: Yeah, is?
2: yeah, Declan, Declan, you brought the topic to the table. The I writing, did. the writing I desk. Did. I did bring the topic. Uh, it is uh, the topic today is games. Is <laughs> the umbrella topic of games. Uh, which I think is fun, whatever that be. Storytelling games, just just fun games in general. Whatever you want to do,
0: mind games, exactly. We're yeah, not playing those.
1: <laughs> yeah, sweet. So, does anyone have a fact that they want to start with on the topic of games?
0: I have a fact. If you two yeah, would take like to in, hear a fact, remember. all right. I would love to. So, I would. Um, the oldest board game known to man uh what is is i believe it's pronounced senate it's it's called senate s <laughs> e n e t uh and it was thought to be played at least as far back as 3500 bc which is Shit. wild i personally don't know the the game senate so that doesn't mean too much to me but the second oldest game known to man <laughs> found around 3000 bc checkers Mm. Discuss. One minute on the clock. Gosh. Um, yeah, checkers. Senate, wasn't
2: that... Che- che- I, was, I swear I've
1: seen... Yeah, yeah, whoever came up with checkers, or alternatively, alternatively, someone, like, thought of whoever came up with checkers. I'm just thinking, like, imagine people talking about, like, imagine being the guy to, like, invent the high five, or, like, discover that you can drink cow's milk or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: imagine, like, holy shit, guys, we can play board games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> This rock. So
1: I <laughs>
0: think someone three. Oh wait, whoa, whoa, that's not math. Five thousand years ago, um, yes. said their language equivalent of "king me" to someone else <laughs> as they played one of the first right. games of checkers. So, I'm kind of confused and I'm looking this up right now because I have heard of there's something
1: called the Royal Game of Ur. Yeah,
2: yeah, which yeah great exactly.
1: Oh, I see. Video that. about yeah, yeah. that I thought was also extremely old, like cuneiform uh, tablets explaining the rules. And I've pulled up a, an article relating to it, but we're at a minute, so too damn bad I'm closing oh, that shame. Shit.
2: Uh, I guess we'll never get to know that knowledge. I certainly thought that was going to be the oldest game uh yeah i got got a fast fact i can throw at you guys hit us with it yeah did you know that the board game monopoly was originally supposed to warn people against monopolies by being just an enjoyable experience so that people could see what a monopoly does and now it's the most best-selling board game on the market (laughs) and technically has a monopoly on board games we can hit start on that. I I love see, that. Yes, and they do um,
0: have a monopoly on business-oriented board games. Like exactly,
1: <laughs> yeah. There aren't a lot of. I saw. I remember seeing an ad a little while back for a new version of Monopoly where instead of having physical bills, you had a the equivalent of something that looks like a credit card, and what? the bank was like a unit that you would <gasps> tap your card on, and it would change the balance on the card Yeah. Using like an
0: I've mm-hmm. they've really they've they made using, like the a bunch of money. new mer- versions of Monopoly to expand their Monopoly. Um, my, uh, my girlfriend, <laughs> my girlfriend's family recently bought one. All it's I've never seen them play it. I want to see how it works. It says voice-activated Monopoly, and <laughs> it, 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 it just comes with this little device that I think is voice-activated. My sister came home the other week with a new version of Monopoly. It's called Cheater's Monopoly which yep, is just monopoly just Any, for some your
1: people your family just bringing home copies of monopoly it, it's a game of monopoly
2: that lets you cheat they literally say like the rules are you are allowed to cheat that, <laughs> which that, i think is just a bad monopoly <laughs> minute minute <laughs> all right minute.
1: done take those back I'm right, sorry. Sorry. okay
2: uh no
1: you're fine <laughs> thank you um my fact is i'm sure you guys have heard about uh et the worst video game to have ever existed yep no it's this it's the worst video game to have ever existed that apparently long story short Uh, It was sort of the end of Atari, more or less, because Mm, they got so much money pumped into it, and then it got rushed and crashed, and it was really bad. But the fact is, they had so many extra cartridges, and they couldn't sell them, that they buried them in uh, in the desert. Mm -hmm. And in December 2014, the Smithsonian took an excavated cartridge of E.T. and put it in their collection so that's my fact
2: yeah if you there's a whole documentary on the Mm because apparently they didn't actually know if it was buried like for many (laughs) years yeah yeah.
1: it was a story
2: yeah but there is a documentary on them digging it up and all the people who like were involved in it
1: but yeah and a bunch of people showed up to, to be there to participate in the dig to see if they get
0: their hands on one well and that's the thing it's like i mean i guess it's bad but The (laughs) why would you bury them? (laughs) It's so confusing to me. No one wanted them. I don't know. Like, why not just keep them somewhere?
2: (laughs) I mean, I guess they did, just in the earth. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Atari's done. What are they gonna do? Sell the plastic? Yeah, maybe. Atari probably
1: would have cost more than just burying them. Yeah. Plus, I mean, now we're talking about it, so maybe this is just <laughs> and, and this is people, what they People
2: played it now, and they're like, it's not actually that bad of a game. It was just, like, bad by <laughs> So hyped, yeah. Yeah, 70s standards. It's so funny.
1: And a minute. Woo! Excellent. Huge. All right. Uh, do we have anyone with a strong desire to go first? Uh, a strong desire against going first? I don't want to put Declan on the spot, and I know we had last
2: time. Well, you did um, just put me on the spot, didn't you? didn't yeah uh, i might have
1: all right hey. that's one of my tactics all right fine dentist. all right i
2: see you've been you've been uh, you've been podcasting for a while you know the ways to manipulate people
0: i mean you it, don't have to i no, know I'm you've totally been talking. podcasting longer than us <laughs> yeah you definitely have yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and what i'm doing right
0: now definitely. is manipulating you, you right wait wait, wait hold on a second first of all just just yeah do you can you talk about yeah, I can yeah
2: you, I can well, well for the for for the
0: listeners you have this that is going to be coming out soon, which Gabe and I are aware about, but you also you have another podcast. Like um, yes. what's it, what's it, yeah, I've been meaning to listen where... to it. I have the tab open on my Safari on Spotify on on my <laughs> phone, and I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this someday. Spotify.
2: Well, oh, I phone. suggest that you don't start with the first few ones, because that was the first <laughs> ever podcast I made, and the oh, first I suggest you don't, don't listen
1: to this podcast for the same reason.
0: Yeah. Any podcasts have you it, I've made?
2: I've made, all right, so there's that one, which is The very Podcast, which is still <coughs> ongoing. I actually just did a recording before coming into here. Um, and oh, that's, great. Yeah, well, it was a blast. I mean, it's it's a show where we, the, me and three friends from high school- uh, Talk about strange internet communities we find online. Like there has been a guy who technically beat Sim City, even though that is a game you aren't allowed to beat. He like found the most he found the most uh, efficient way to build a city that like basically just upped all profits and you know population, but people were dying because of how unhappy the city was uh <laughs> but it technically was a win um and we just it's talk about it and we have four we have we have four topics and we just sort of vote on whose was the best at the very end but it's fun because we sort of joke around and also you learned about some weird stuff online yeah uh, for reference
0: uh yeah, for, for any longtime listeners of tink Tank, uh declan grogan was the man who suggested the topic of reddit island, reddit island. on the yeah. Uh, yeah. the
2: islands episode and that was the first yes, topic. That was actually what started the Buried Podcast because I found that and I wanted a platform to talk about it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, but that was the first yeah, you one. Also I suggest that just a microphone to when we were without a
0: microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Declan, uh, you've I've been, a repeating, you've been a repeating
2: character here. I, I've been I've been slowly sort of like being puppet master. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so everyone should go check out the Buried Podcast, and you have yeah, uh, another coming 13. out soon.
2: Yeah, so the new one is one that I've been working on for a year now. It's uh, My Town is what it's called. It's a 11-episode scripted podcast about a boy in the UP who is trying to save his dad's dying candle shop from like a pretty bad economy up there, but by uh, <clears throat> making a podcast about how great the town is and why people should move there. And it's basically he interviews all the wacky and insane people around the town, but while that's happening, one of the people goes missing and there's a whole sort of drama story about the boy and a weird power he has that helps him find the kid. And mm. that one I've been working on for a year, wrote over the summer and it's in its final stages of production right now. It's pretty close to being done and I'm hoping to release it like the last week in May. So keep a lookout That's for wonderful. that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I just, Excellent. I, yeah. I'm just plugging things left and right. Yeah. Why don't you plug your topic? Oh yeah, Into of course. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll plug it right in. All right. So my the reason why I wanted to do games is because uh as you as you guys know, but not everyone knows, is uh I'm on the improv troupe at Notre Dame. Uh mm. and one of the biggest parts of improv is games. So like games. if you read any improv manual or book on how to do a comedy scene. There are manuals? Uh, and yeah, there there are manuals. They're like the UCB manual or the second city manual is what they call them uh yeah I gotta find read these. them yeah they're really good they're fantastic and uh, they talk yeah. about how at the end of every single improv scene your goal is to find the game of the scene so like what you're supposed to do is mm. that while you're all talking and you're setting up things usually someone makes a joke or something weird happens in the scene and then that becomes the game like someone might make a game where they aren't allowed to touch other characters in the scene and if that's the game of yeah, the so scene, just set them up. yeah yeah so like that's the setup <laughs> that happens someone says that the rest of the scene, everyone is setting up that game. So like everything it's just taking it to the height that uh whatever you can make that game as crazy as possible, but every action you do in the scene should serve the game of the scene and whatever mm-hmm. you find. And that will make good comedy. And mm-hmm. so to show what a game is, because usually people don't always understand and why I figured it is a really good topic, piggybacking off of that, is the TV show Community. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen Community, have you? i know i know of Cheer it but i've clear. never watched it okay so this is gonna be my pitch on why you should watch community because right. it, it is it is a master class in games and sort of like comedic storytelling so mm-hmm. dan Harmon, the creator of rick and morty he's he got to start making this tv show community wow. for nbc it was about 2009 when he first like aired it and the first season is pretty good it's like a regular sitcom but by the end of the first season, they fall into what has become sort of known as the community formula where they take a genre or like movie sort of like trope and then they build an episode around that trope. Like the most famous ones are the paintball episodes where on this campus, like community, it's it's a, it, the show's about a community college and this group of friends sort of like uh, making their way through uh, the four years there. Mm-hmm. And... At the end of the first season, the most famous episode is called Modern Warfare, where there's a prize for priority registration and the whole campus goes into a crazy apocalyptic paintball war. And uh, it's it's widely based on the movie 29 Days or any Mad Max movie, like people get dressed up in crazy (laughs) costumes and everything else. But it's it's a masterclass at playing comedic games because of it, it watches the it watched the movie 29 days later or Mad Max figure out what made those movies so great, and then played them to their highest comedic standards in this episode to make something that was absolutely hilarious and also really engaging with the audience. And as, from that episode onwards community just basically becomes, let's find a game and let's write an episode around that game and just like see how comedically funny it can get. And that's why i think that community is like a show everyone should watch especially if you're trying to get into comedy or writing it is a fantastic show to sort of like just show you how to comedically write
1: Mm. something i've heard in in comedy both in improv and in like comedic acting is this idea of like making problems for yourself and for your your scene partners and so on is that in your mind Is that like language that you use is that adjacent to this idea of games or gaming with your partners
2: so it can be uh but you should be wary about that in improv like a lot of people who start an improv scene will just like start their first sign saying like oh i hate you mom and that hate becomes like what they think is like a conflict but it usually just kills Mm. the scene right then if you want to create a problem you should already have the solution in mind almost like it it should be like Mm. yeah like you should have sort of like you know why like you could you you if you're doing a scene about people not touching you you should get really close to the person and try and right. make them touch you and then that creates problems where your solution is more like they should run away or do a comedic fall to get away from you like it's you should be you should be forcing people to use the game as a solution to the problem you're creating and that sort awesome of, yeah that's just a weird thing that can happen and that's how you make problems funny yeah no that's neat i don't know at least in my opinion no it's really uh, it's really lovely like to this. hear
0: like this talked about so scientifically in a way because um, there I mean, is i it's, am an engineer it's... man
2: hmm? i am an engineer so i do uh, take that's true. I, I i just uh, analyze comments.
0: but it's 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 like uh, like i feel like a lot of people think like oh they're just funny people like, people like, like are just funny. And that is true. There are people that are funnier than other people. But, like, when you see comedy stuff, um, like, whether it's, like, a scripted comedy show or, like, a stand-up set or improv, like, there are certain, like, mechanics that go into it and, like, what makes it funny. And, obviously, it takes, like, a person who, like, knows those and has the skill set to, like, for especially for improv, like, pull them out whenever need be. But it's there's there's i th- I think more formula to it than people think think about
2: yeah totally i mean uh the big thing that everyone always says is when i tell my friends of going to improv practice they're like why do you need to practice isn't it just made up on the spot <laughs> and they, they all they all make fun of that uh but it totally is like during practice all we are doing is doing improvised scenes and trying to like drill yes and or don't ask questions or all the little like rules in these manuals and things into your brain so that you can just pull them out at any moment and sort of use them, like, naturally in an improv scene.
1: Right. I was actually thinking about something that that just reminded me of, like, thinking about any sort of fine art, I guess, Um, and, like, painting comes to mind, where once you learn—and this applies, obviously, to almost everything—but you have to learn those techniques sufficiently to be able to use them as a means of expression. So to have, to to know how those rules and uh, tactics work so that you can deploy them in an ever-evolving, fresh-in-front-of-an-audience scene, in this case, or in the painting case, you know, to know fundamentally, like, you might have a thing you want to express, but you have to at least know how to mix the paints somewhat in order to be able to attempt expressing it.
2: Yeah, just like everyone always got to work on their fundamentals, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. like, what is it they always say? The four stages of, like, mastering something is... You're bad at it at first, then you sort of just get good enough to feel comfortable. Then you get into the really mm. advanced stuff and things don't feel great. And then, like, mastery is when you have all your fundamentals down and you can just like flow through. Like, I don't know, you get into a stage of flow. Yeah. yeah, that was
1: described to me in my like seventh grade English class. My my Shit. teacher also was one of the volleyball coaches. Yeah, but he, he described the four stages as you start off with unconscious incompetence. Oh, my God. Where you're shitty and you don't realize it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: then you move on to conscious incompetence. You realize other people are better than you and you realize you're not as good. And then conscious competence where you're trying really hard to do the things right. And then eventually you hit unconscious. Um, worked like you old. Old. Like <laughs> yeah th-
0: <laughs> yeah in other
1: words looked us all in the eyes and was like you might not realize it but you're shit Wait, you're really uh, bad until you realize stuff. your shit you won't
2: be good gosh uh, if you, or you're you turning your great. essay and your teacher sits you down and says gabe do you know about unconscious <laughs> incompetence no what's that well, uh, well what do you got <laughs> You yeah. got a lot of that's it, that's for
0: sure. Is that good? There's a big UI on the, the, the back in your paper. <laughs> <laughs> that would be some vicious feedback, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's a good um, but yeah, he just,
1: he just dropped that on us, and then you know went on after sentences or some shit.
0: And I, I highly recommend for anyone that um a- attends the university we do, or attends any university, or exists in the world you know <laughs> it has got a little bigger Shoot. each time got to got to hit them all <laughs> uh uh for for us us specifically definitely go see a humor artist show they're, they're the improv troupe really really funny and i mm-hmm. i love watching them every time and then the bigger group like if you're in college go see the the like the improv group that is on campus yeah. i think everyone always underestimates them and if you're in the world go yeah, see like a local
2: improv thing like and totally once you once you see it a lot of people end up wanting to do it and it's something worth learning Mm -hmm. to do like it it helps you in all conversations like interviews in life is just so much easier every i
0: I saw every semester i've been like i really want to i really want to be a part of the humor i've never (laughs) done anything about that want um but i've seen the shows and that's nice but like anytime we get to do improv for stuff uh in, in acting class, I'm like, wow, this is terrifying, <laughs> really funny.
2: Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's something to learn. I mean, it, it is so much fun to do. Like, it's meditative at a certain point when you can just, like, let go on stage like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, neat. Yeah, yeah watch community. It, it teaches you games and uh, how to no, write. I like th-
1: yeah, I've been enjoying talking to friends who, like, I don't consume a lot of film or television, personally, so talking to friends that do uh, and particularly friends like you who have the backing and like knowledge that you do makes me want to consume more because I don't know in my in my brain it's I, I feel like they're otherwise passive activities but like you said to look at community not as passive watching but as a masterclass in comedic game writing I think makes it a much more it energizes me more to want to engage with it
2: exactly i mean it's just but yeah you know, even if you don't watch the you know, film and tv you still make me feel like i need to learn magic asap so yes everyone has something everyone oh, has something absolutely <laughs> well, yeah well, talking, I, I don't think
1: it's a deficiency it's just like a, a next thing to work on
0: yeah yeah Ooh, i just got that weird ringing in my ears not because of you guys it's just a thing Tinnitus? uh yeah that <laughs> um
1: that has the same root as a uh, tintin abulation if you're, if you're familiar same as
0: a uh, tintin do you remember those comics <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, d- I do my dad actually grew up reading those and we had a couple of original you know like the large full-size wow. tintin comics that i read
0: wow. um but i will say one vivid memory i have of gabe that like kind of relates uh to this this idea of like people be, like seeing something and go like oh i wish i could do that and then never do anything about it um it was uh we were we were at a, a party last year and he was like doing some juggling and then uh we, we were like talking about magic and he he did some sort of trick and i said like man i used to be uh really into card tricks when i was a kid and i got like relatively good at them but i think that was the first phase where i didn't realize i was shit um
2: <laughs> I was like but I yeah. used to be really into
0: card tricks and like and I was like and I wish I'd stuck with it. And Gabe went not too late like in a really kind of like semi pissed off tone. <laughs> he was like not too late and then the conversation <laughs> ended. And you could tell it like <laughs> then- it was it was the tone of someone who has heard so many times like be like oh man like I wish I I wish I did that. Like I wish I could do what you do. Like, I wish I was into it as a kid. I wish I kept going. And <laughs> Gabe's just like, You fucking could. <laughs> Why? Don't tell me <laughs> about <laughs> it. Just do it. <laughs> and Gabe, oh, to it Gabe, like, Gabe uh, turns
2: to you and says, You are <laughs> uncompetent. You are. <laughs> <laughs> a- <laughs> I can't remember. You, you are now consciously it. incompetent. Do something about it. And Declan, I'm sure you, <laughs> oh, you, you probably actually... get similar
0: things with improv. People can be like, Oh, I wish, like, I would love to, like, me just now
2: saying, Oh, I really, yeah, oh, yeah, so like, I want to be a streamer. amount of people who just come to me and go, Yes and they're just like yes and and then that's all they say to me and i'm like i fucking hate that it's not oh, that's I give... bad <laughs> i think every type
1: of performance has has that um and in magic it's the same like show me a trick or do something like that yeah um, yeah or like can you make this disappear this is good round. god
0: um yeah but the oh, you good yeah, yeah, yeah give me just
1: All give right. me just one moment Sure.
2: <laughs> my
0: sister just knocked on the door and i was like ah shoot i'm recording a podcast what do i do with this situation <laughs> i answered the door um and she, she just comes in and whispers um you're and we're back you're being, I hope um, you said something yeah yeah i'm saying and my sister comes in she's like uh you're, you're being really loud right now <laughs> and i was like I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to continue being loud for like 30 more minutes.
2: Yeah. My dad hates when I do podcasts. <laughs> it's like a scheduled before. loudness.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: great. Yeah. I have a sticky note on the door that says recording until X time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks.
2: Yeah. No, smart. I, I'm I feel like, like I could have done that. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Well, we'll it's not now. too late. It's never um, too
1: late. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's never too late. Go put the sticky note on your door right now. You are consciously not too late. Um No, but this, I think part of my, my, of that feeling for me is, yeah, James, like you said, hearing a lot from people like, oh, I used to do that, like, oh, I never got around to it, um, but it also relates to what you said earlier about some people are just naturally funny, and I don't know exactly where I fall on the, the spectrum of, like, what talent is, like, what my thoughts on that are, because that's a really tricky question, um, but I'm friends with this guy who's a, like, ridiculously talented illustrator out of New York, like, like, unreal pen and ink drawings that he does. And one of the things that he expressed frustration with because he has a large instagram following is people always asking in the comments um you know what pen is that what paper are you using what ink is that that type of thing (laughs) because that as far as he's concerned, has no bearing on the quality of the work that he can produce. Yeah, yeah. And so if people are asking that, as though if I were to go out and buy that pen and paper, oh, I could do what you do. I just don't have the tools that you. Well, it's it's or like, um, like
0: it's like uh, any sort of kids that are like like comment on YouTube videos, like what mic do you use? Like blah blah, blah like mm-hmm. stuff stuff like that yeah. like as if if I get like a really nice microphone I would get a really nice camera like a two computer setup all of a sudden I could make like good video game content I'll be no. entertaining <laughs> it's like oh, there's
1: a little more to it than yeah, that yeah, and it's yeah. not to say that you shouldn't you know emulate success or like if there's someone that uses a best you know best practices for the industry or whatever but it's more to do with you know the way he said it was if you have a stick and dirt you can draw like you can practice drawing. So, mm-hmm. it's mm. not a matter of what tools you're using, and until you can like, maybe, as you get to the upper echelons, whatever that is, it matters to to hone those, what exact tools you use in, but like, it almost it can imply, or to him it is frustrating as though it's implying, oh, I can do what you do if you don't. There's a great uh, woodworking YouTuber, Matthias Wendell, who's this, this Canadian guy, has a you know lovely shop out in the Canadian backwoods or whatever. Canada, um, And he makes a couple, he's made a couple of videos about Making projects, full-size projects with extremely limited tools, because he also has expressed frustration with YouTube comments that say, "Well, I could make the shit that you make if I had a shop with tens of thousands of dollars of tools in it." And he's like, "Well, actually, I I built most of these tools myself, using tools I built myself." That's, that's, that's
2: like, a good. That is a good way
1: to shut them down. <laughs> yeah, like Doug, like here, let me make a chair using you know a handsaw, and like you can if. i don't want to tell you like it's not just a matter of the tools
2: as someone who has totally as like a kid was like oh i could i could make cart i could make full length cartoons if i just had good animation software like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like as someone who came from that background it totally that it's not true it's not it's not you you totally you totally get better if you just start making stuff like the best advice anyone ever said is just start making things and then you'll learn yeah and
1: i get i get the where it comes from i think a big part of it at least for me and maybe for you as well declan is like i don't know where to start so i can at least get the right
0: tools yeah is totally. some of
1: the thinking like no one told me about for example like manuals about improv and so if you're interested and you didn't know those existed well, like well i need to I first, I need to go to this type of school, or I need to get this type of uh, equipment.
2: Sure, totally.
1: Wh- but I mean, else there's never look?
2: always, like, one right way to do something. As my chemistry mm-hmm. teacher said so lovingly, so often, uh, there's, only, there's more than one way to skin a cat, which is uh, <laughs> <laughs> a pretty, pretty violent Chemists. thing to say. Chemists. <laughs> yeah. So I think what this boils down
0: to is Declan's going to uh, skip me through the audition process of the humor artists. <laughs> I'm just in the group now.
2: Yes, uh, right. that, that I think that is the majority of what we talked about in the past 20 minutes. Sweet. Uh, Perfect.
1: Yeah, if we'll I'm not, if not abroad we, in the fall, we can You make already this have the right microphone and everything. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, I've that's got the microphone.
2: We're
1: actually it's doing uh, presidential
2: if. elections for the club tomorrow. If you, you want to just be president? Oh, guess I'll submit my yeah, ballot. Student, save,
1: save the elections, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, like, wait uh, so wait, if the election is tomorrow,
0: that means you got to get me in now while you're still in charge. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, because I, I I can do like sort of a government part, like a governor pardon. Yeah. Sort of like wait, wait, do you think you can declare thing? a state of
1: emergency in the club and keep yourself in power? <laughs> <'Cause>,
2: <laughs> okay, for coronavirus, alations. I could just say like, all right, until the virus is Listen, gone. Listen, we I, can't meet. Like, I should just be in charge. I'm just gonna be in charge until further I notice. I'm, you know, my last yeah. act is gonna be declaring a, uh, a a a club bird. Though definitely, I feel like I should <laughs> I, I should make like my final mark that I give the club like a. A token bird but you're second to last the mascot? yeah of course of course you are oh, the... James the yeah, you, you're the bird yeah you're so i first get yeah i'm gonna get you <laughs> james is the bird all right that's my i'm gonna my final Go act on. is to make his club bird and that bird is letting james into the club <laughs>
1: perfect <laughs> excellent well we'll we figure out these politics uh another time and we should we should skip right along yeah um
0: Gabe, do you James Desir is directly related. Do you um, want me to go? Either way. It only relates in the sense that the topic is games. Actually, Oh, sweet. Me too. Yeah, okay, so you should go first. Actually, no,
1: mine, I, I think mine vaguely relates. Okay. Um, or I can, I can make it relate. I wanted to talk about uh, the concept of an asymmetrical game. Asymmetrical, asymmetrical multiplayer game. The term was, I think, coined as part of the advertising for the Wii U, oh, Nintendo's wonderful. Uh, device. <laughs> uh, although the concept has been around you know for a very 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 long time long before video games uh and it's basically what it sounds like an asymmetrical multiplayer game is a game with more than one player in which the play experience or play styles are different between the people who are playing
2: okay so when you think of checkers
1: battleship insofar as it is a something yeah um arguably uh, so the okay. but the idea is like something like battleship or chess or checkers. Both players have the same pieces, the same boards. You take turns. Everything is is more or less uh, the same. It wouldn't make a difference if you're player A or B. Maybe slightly different in something like chess if you're black or white if you go first. But other than that, it's the same experience okay, on either okay. side. And asymmetrical multiplayer game would be uh, hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. one right, person is the seeker, everyone else is hiding. So the gameplay experience for the three of us is different um than if we were playing battleship or something like yeah that. yeah so it exists in just games of all sorts it also exists all over the place in video games which is where i first sort of encountered it maybe not first hide and seek but when i first became aware of it sure um and I, i i think it might be my favorite type of game if i had to break it down uh you know what you know is your favorite type of game uh Action, fantasy, whatever, whatever your like distinction would be. Mine would be: is it asymmetric? Like that is the first threshold uh, to to see if I'm interested. Interesting, because I just there's something so fascinating to me, both from the design perspective and from the player experience perspective. Um, I can just name a few asymmetric games that you guys may or may not have heard of or played. Sure. Um, one that comes to mind is Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah, oh, that game. Oh, so, yeah. Good. so, for those not familiar, that is the epitome I, of
0: a. It's, it's a great
1: example, and they, they double down on it, too, because of the real-world, virtual-world thing. So the way the game works, basically, is only one person has to purchase a copy of this game, and they load it up on their computer, and they load into a world where there's a briefcase that's a bomb, basically, that's covered in puzzles. So one of them is like Simon Says, one of them's a code, there's some wires you have to cut, that type of thing. And then the other person has a however-many-page manual that comes as a PDF, preferably you print it out, and the person defusing the bomb has to solve all of these puzzles, but it will depend on information um, that is only accessible through the manual. So, for example, if Declan is trying to defuse the bomb, and he says, which wire should I cut? There's a red one, a green one, and a blue striped one. I, in the manual, would have to go through, find the wire cutting section, and then ask him, is the serial number on the briefcase, you know, is, does it end in an odd or an even number? And he would tell me we'd go back. And so, depending on all of these conditionals, I would have to give him relay information to him, the diffuser, in order to successfully defuse the bomb.
2: That the such experience a good game. is. That is a good yeah, example, excellent. too. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you different. a bad asymmetrical game. Hey, I'll tell you yes. a, a bad asymmetrical e. uh, experience. You ever play uh, Super Mario Galaxy? <laughs> yes, yes. I did not. Yes. All right. In Super so Mario me, Galaxy, that... the second player, well, you first is player the controls Mario. Yeah, and the second oh, player yes, controls yes, a yes. cursor. <laughs> 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 it's a, it's yeah. a cursor that collects the star bits. Uh-huh. Like, that's nothing. It's so,
1: totally like the little brother so, thing, right? Yeah. Gabe, a sibling,
2: you, they need to do
0: something. Gabe, you said you haven't played? Keep talking. Ha- more. Be, um, Super Mario Galaxy. I have not played so Super Mario Galaxy, So basically, no. imagine... You know, you know, any sort of game where there's, like, coins, like, where you destroy something and coins yeah, comes out. It's so like, a platformer
1: and you're climbing, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and you don't have, like, uh, and you have to run around and collect the coins. Basically, if a second player comes in, all they can do they collect the is coins. collect the coins <laughs> for you. They just point at them on the screen. And me and my sister would play this awesome. game all the time, and she, like, hates actually playing video games. She's like... She, oh, she, yeah, she doesn't want to, like, participate in any of the difficult stuff, so she would just play the star and collect her little coins as I ran along playing the okay, levels. I played yeah, with my sister funny. too,
2: but she hated collecting the stars. <laughs> <laughs> so was, it was the exact opposite experience, where she'd be like, this is dumb. I don't want to do it's this. It's so dumb. And it's, it's a, in a similar to right.
0: um, the new, po- uh, not, the, not the newest, but the uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee on the Nintendo Switch. If either of you yeah. played mm-hmm. them... Um it's I've not, it's technically play. multiplayer, uh <laughs> technically local <laughs> multiplayer, but uh awful, <laughs>
2: awful, awful, awful. Because um I mean what is it? Mar- Super Mario Odyssey, the second player controls Mario's hat. Yeah, Mario's like hat. why is Nintendo just bad at this?
0: <laughs> Nintendo's bad at <laughs> this So um in the in the that in the Pokemon funny. games, like uh, if I log in as a second player, which I did when my sister was playing, my character would appear next to her character. I can't control where I move. My character stands behind hers and follows her wherever, like wherever she goes. And then if we get in a battle, I could, like, attack alongside her. But I would my character would just follow her around. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't speak. And every time, every single time you leave a room or an area... um. Before, like, you, you walk to the door, and then my character has to do, a, like, a disappearing, fading out animation. Then you leave through the door, there's a little loading screen, then you appear on the outside, and then my character does a, a an appearing, fading in animation. And <laughs> then you <laughs> And I'm like, why do I need to disappear in and out of existence every time? <laughs> it's to make you
1: feel special. So yeah, that's a poor implementation of asymmetric gameplay features. Um, but... Uh, I think, no, I think that's a a great example of trying to maybe, like, shoehorn a feature in.
2: Um, It's really, it's, it's, they're all
0: Nintendo as well. They're all, like, Yeah, Nintendo
2: just (laughs) uses it as
0: an excuse. They're like, oh, yeah, two people can play. (laughs) Yeah, so the
1: very first, um, and this is, this gets back to Atari, actually. Um, this was, you know, while they may have collapsed with E.T., the extraterrestrial, they actually have the first ever, um, Asymmetric multiplayer video game, okay, before, which was also the first ever split-screen video game, ET, the extraterrestrial. kind of crazy. No, it was called Nautilus. Nautilus. Um,
0: I feel like I've heard yeah, of this. Yeah, and
1: so the, you play with one or two players, and either player one or the computer has the, the Colossus, which Fuck. is the ship that's on top of the ocean, and that's the top half of the split-screen. Uh-huh. Player two is the Nautilus, which is the submarine below the ocean. And oh. the idea is uh, the Nautilus is, the, the submarine, has to destroy underwater cities, or like parts of an underwater city, by destroying it and collecting parts. And then the uh, destroyer, Colossus, on top is dropping things to both repair the city and try to destroy the Nautilus.
0: Huh. Oh.
1: So That's you're cool. both in the same ocean and fighting against each other in this way, which I just think is absolutely fascinating. Um... And it's just so much more difficult from a design perspective to create, because you can't just create a player experience and then copy-paste it on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, do a 180, and now you have this many troops, like Chess, and now they do to fight. But you have to create two unique gameplay experiences that are comparable in difficulty and... Uh, Enjoyability and so on. That's you do don't want to end up in a position where it's like, oh, you always make me play the Nautilus because it's harder and you lose more often. So, so yeah, yeah, that's true. How do you create something that's
2: have you ever heard of Oculus? Have you heard of that game? The one no. it's, good, it? it's asymmetrical game. It's sort of similar. We're like uh one person, it's a it's a VR game. So one person has the VR oh, yes. headset. And yes. plays as like this Lord God that can see everything in the, in this big play space. And the other person places a tiny guy who is trying to maneuver along this long path, uh, with all these obstacles. While I've literally like, I think a million other people that look exactly like him are also moving. And the oh, guy wow. in the L- mm-hmm. Oculus yes. has to try and find the player by like seeing which, if, which ones look like they're not following the pattern of all the AI people mm-hmm. And if you can find them before they reach the end of the game, you win. Otherwise, the person wins by reaching the end of the game.
1: Yep, That's so funny. Yeah, there are a few that make really good use of VR and not VR. And Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is another good example of that. Because it can exist in VR where you're manipulating the briefcase in front of you. Mm -hmm. But Oculus and that style of, like, um, almost like game master and player is really interesting. And that comes up in a lot of the games as well. Where one person is sort of um, in charge of, like, units as like a, like you said, like a god type. So imagine a, like a tower defense game where one person's building the towers and the other person's yeah, yeah, sending yeah. in troops. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. It's in um, a, which, again, I just think is it's incredible.
0: In a similar way, there's, uh, I've, I've seen this a couple times, but a, a recent example, uh, a game that came out, Doom Eternal, um, mm. they, like, technically have an online multiplayer kind of version, uh, <laughs> in which if the, the main enemy, if you know the Doom games, are like demons from hell. And if you play online, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, like multiplayer, basically what happens, to my understanding, is you are put in someone else's game who is, like, currently playing, but you are put in as, like, a demon. And they're, like, fighting mm-hmm. their way through the level, and but you're controlling the demons. So, like, most of the demons would be, like the computer controlling them but i think every now and then if you're playing like online it can be a player thus making it probably more difficult because they're actually reacting to you uh so that's like a similar type of thing
1: almost like in dark souls where you can invade other people's gameplay sessions if they have that turned on like that you can basically just like pop into their world and fight someone um and then another just quickly this just came to mind Like, uh, Mafia, or Werewolf, or Town of Salem, whatever you are most familiar with (laughs) it as, is another great example. Uh, And then Spyfall, which is a game I've been playing a fair bit recently, um, is another excellent, similar to Mafia in a sense, where one person is the spy, and everyone else is innocent. And the spy's job is to figure out the location. Also, I want to
2: make make a quick correction. The game is not called Oculus. It's called Panoptic. You play it with an Oculus. For the Oculus. That's I just wanted to make sure that they get their well-deserved credit. Yeah, they're listening. (laughs) <laughs> I, I hope oh, yeah. so
1: well, i'll send it directly to them um hey do you want to listen to this podcast about x many minutes in? uh we the game, we say, we say game. games. That's it. Uh, yeah but yeah so that's i just wanted to get people thinking about asymmetrical games um and they should seek some out or better yet think about games they already play that have asymmetric elements mm. uh, I think
2: that's, really, that's so cool fun, i do not know that, even, that uh, name that just makes me excited yeah
1: yeah no it's a good it's a good search term or like a good uh you know sort of Qualifier mm-hmm. as you're looking for stuff. I think it's I think it's very interesting and it lends itself well. Like to me, the ideal game would, in some way, shape, or form, utilize more than one uh, like substrate or like medium. So I have a computer where I often would play a game or my phone where I'd often play a game. But now we have VR headsets and then like can keep talking, nobody explodes. We have like a, a physical binder that has a manual in it. So imagine playing a game where it's on your computer, but you also have a uh, you know, control panel that's on your phone that's linked to it where you're doing stuff on your phone uh, yeah, that yeah. affects things in game like all of those sorts of yeah. really just like immersing mm. all of these different mediums into one physical thing i think it would be super neat
2: yeah totally yeah hey james yeah, yeah.
0: um yeah I, I i i wanted to go last because i figured it'd be best to end on the weakest link um because okay. i as
1: <laughs> i mean listener retention
0: always drops off as yeah, i know the progresses um, so yeah, it's regardless as, drop as, off as you guys both know i totally <laughs> forgot today was wednesday um because i thought it was monday because we didn't have oh, okay. class on monday and being a college student my my existence is there are two types of days Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Mondays. and Thursdays and Thursdays and <laughs> Thursdays. So I was like, this is day one, not day two, but it's day one of day one. And uh, so I thought it was Monday. Uh, so Gabe gave like, probably was like during our, our final class of the day, I was like, oh, shit, we're recording the podcast today. What's the topic? And I was like, games, games, games. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, the recent... At first, I was gonna re- fr- fr- I was gonna phrase it as like the resurgence of board games, but mm, mm. Um, also in a similar vein, Minecraft. So I realize those two don't seem connected. But I'm gonna say the resurgence ah. of board games and Minecraft is <laughs> like just Minecraft is thrown in with the, the board resurgence games.
2: of both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not board hey, games I love and both Minecraft things.
1: Yeah, so no, they're so, both they're great, both and they're 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 wonderful both, things. But, but have you like didn't Minecraft pass? What was it? Because it's, like, the most popular...
2: Video game. Or like yeah, the most most past, it passed uh, Tetris. I mean, like... Tetris, yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. It's yeah. not wild? Or I think I saw down. somewhere it passed
1: Fortnite in, like, search terms in the last, yeah, like, yeah. couple of months. Yeah.
0: Which is kind of wild to think about. It did. Um, so, I, I wanted to talk about them both because they both remind me of a, of a specific idea. Have you noticed this, like, recent trend of, like... That type or era of stuff just coming back in the, in the sense that, like I mean obviously I think we all know Minecraft has like Come back in a, in a big way from like um, Where it once was a couple of years ago. It's gained a whole lot of new popularity Both people that used to play it and people that have never played it before But mm-hmm. I've also noticed yeah. um, in a similar trend board games have been really making a comeback I think especially in our generation, like Gen Z and uh, Millennials both really coming back with the board games. I feel like this came mm-hmm. out of nowhere to me, but, like, since coming home, I have seen sh- on mul- like on so many people's Snapchat or Instagram stories, them playing Settlers of Catan. I've yep. seen Settlers so many Catan people playing Settlers of, very... of Catan. And that seems
1: to be the not board games person board game yeah like, think, don't get me wrong people who like tabletop games play a lot of katan as well but yeah that seems to be like that was i always thought it was reserved for more people who were into tabletop games
2: but, well yeah. it's just like it's a weird game that totally like i feel like was the thing that brought board games back like it was a game that was the first time where i was like oh board games don't have to be like Candyland. like they they can have right. like, yeah. variability and like fun sort of like a str- strategy yeah. I totally and feel like that's be a little more a little adult, adult without being yeah. whisk, and I feel yeah. like that <laughs> exactly. came exactly. back right, and I feel like that that
0: came back, and I feel like all of a sudden, like there are five new copies of Monopoly, and like everyone's playing Uno again, <laughs> you know, and people are playing sorry and it's I feel like it came out of nowhere, and like all of a sudden there's this love sort for board games that's like just back, and I've seen a lot of it online as well through if you know um there's a game on Steam called Tabletop Simulator in which oh, just make virtual recreations of board games. So you just buy that, and then there's like a 1000000 like ripoff <laughs> board games on there, but they're all yeah. really good, <laughs> and I see people playing them all the time. And I'm like, I don't know where this newfound love for board games came from, but I really enjoy it, and it's reminded me like how fun those are to play with friends.
1: Just to clarify, you're saying this resurgence. You're talking about a resurgence that is independent from people being sheltering it in their yes, own homes independent. Their like, I mean, like, since coming like, like,
0: Obviously, there has been a lot since coming home, but now we're all locked in our houses. But I think in like the last year <laughs> or two, I've been seeing a lot. <laughs> and like, this is this is a, a vaguely similar one. But like Dungeons and Dragons had a huge comeback, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, like totally.
0: that, like all these things that like used to be really popular, and then I think fell out of mainstream culture but now it's back, and if you mention Dungeons & Dragons, it's not, like, a super weird thing anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, you probably Go have ahead. a couple friends that play it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, interesting, and
1: I wonder why. Back. It might just be a cycle thing, you know, because like, it, it feels like it comes hand-in-hand hand with a lot of... And the, like, granted, when we say, like, popular, we don't mean it wasn't, like, it went away, and now it's back. It was just, like, diminished in in use Mm -hmm. um and then became more mainstream but like with um what's the word i'm looking for like digital well-being stuff so phones now like shipping with features that let you limit how much you use an app that type of thing to try to like wean people off of their technology and that's more like hip now where you know when i remember when i when like when i was playing minecraft in early beta that sort of thing like, it was how much time can I spend on my computer? Yeah. Like, everything I do is, you know, yeah, I yeah, need to yeah, yeah. be playing as many different types of video games and so on. And it was not at all about this, like, getting back in touch with, you know, reading a book or making a paper airplane or playing a board game. Um, and so I wonder if it's related to, like, let's, let's find a way to have fun that doesn't require our devices. And I don't know if that's out of, like, a distrust or just out of, a
2: like, a reclaiming off-screen I, I time. Would say, or... I would say that it came back because of its coolness factor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna join me in my my cool teenager corner here. Okay, uh, i be like, I yeah, I feel like uh, board games. A lot of people would associate with with like, you know, like uh, really small board games they played with, as kids or like Monopoly or things hmm. like that. Things things they used to do when they were kids, and then like they grew up a little bit and they felt like, oh, I'm gonna throw this away because I don't, I'm not a kid anymore. But. Right. Then they sit down and play them again with like things that come back like Catan or their friend will sit Mm -hmm. them down and say, hey, this board game's really fun. They play it and they remember, oh, yeah, this was super fun. Like they remember Mm. from back when they were kids, like these were awesome to do. And then that just makes one more person who can tell their other friend, hey, you should come play this game with me and convert them to the board game. And it's sort of the same thing with Minecraft where like. Minecraft for a little while was this uncool game that came back because it, in a response to Fortnite like people all of a sudden were playing it on Minecraft and it, yeah, on YouTube and it became cool again and that's mm-hmm. why it came back so big.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess no, I, I hear you on that and I think part of it I, in that line of thinking might also be yeah, when is the last time I I engaged with that particular th- game? You know, like it's it might have been a while and in the case of something like Minecraft there have been updates and in the case yeah. of something like Catan, like, if the last time you played it, you were 12, right. and you're, you know, it's been five years, ten years, you're gonna... You are a different person, even though the game hasn't changed, and so you, totally. you might derive more pleasure from it. Or the idea of, like, you played the game as a kid, and now you're playing with your friends and drinking a beer. Yeah, like it's a very I think different, there might
0: be something about that, totally because there are, like, uh, I, I, I think there's the idea of, like, oh, this is a childish thing, and, like, it... I mm-hmm. So, I don't know if may if it if it fell out of uh mainstream media or if it just fell out of our perspective in a in a generation z and millennial perspective as like we threw that away for uh, a decade and a half or something and maybe that did cause it to fall out of mainstream media like as we were like oh this childish we're moving on but now it's come back because there are some like adult oriented board games which i, I oh, which like i guess yeah, totally. like cards against humanity technically counts but there's also like there's there's stuff like um stuff like cards against humanity where it's like oh this is th- this game's not for kids haha and it's like those are yeah. fun but they're all really boring and some are like aggressively dirty uh where it's like it's not like the fun of a board game you know uh, but, yeah.
2: yeah yeah honestly yeah totally and it's
0: like all of a sudden I mean, you no, come I back and play the more... childish thing and you're like this is re- like, Uno, such a simple game. It is so, so simple. Fun. Like Oh, but it's excellent. At, at its core, you place down a card that is the same color or the same number, and there's a few special cards in there, but that is it. But it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So
1: flippin' fun. No, absolutely. And I think there are also, like, a separate, I think the, the resurgence has been in those, I guess, three camps, right? Like, there's playing the childish games again, like Uno and now, like, you're more mature. And then there's games like Cards Against Humanity. I mean, I think there's also games that are more adult, not because they are vulgar, but because they are, like, sufficiently complex mm-hmm. and serious, and...
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Um, there are. There's the type of board games where it's like, all right, to play, you need at least two people who have played a full game before to understand it. Right. And you need to, like, slowly walk me through the steps on the first couple rounds yeah. until you get the hang mm-hmm. of it. And then it becomes, like, a fun game, and that, like, that's, that's, that's kind of like a Dungeons & like Dragons Dermanian's thing. It's a
2: good example of that. Yeah.
0: Mm. Like, with that, or like, like Dungeons & Dragons, you can't have a group of people who've like never had any experience before sit down and just play Dungeons & Dragons. Someone has to go through at least not, and not like, well, learn yeah. how the game works.
1: Right. Okay. yeah, I hear what you're saying. So they might not have played before, but they've at least familiarized themselves with the rules yeah. pretty well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah neat. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that, that that's totally true. And I I I also really do feel like board games. I have come back, mm-hmm. so I, I I get that trend. Back in a big way. Back
0: in a big way. And I'm way. Just, I'm excited You're for just well, marketing. I was about to say I'm excited for the summer because it's gonna be like, oh yeah, you can play like board games. And then I realized like I don't really have anyone to play board games with this summer. <laughs> yeah so i'm excited so for next year school school, or... Or... i'm excited for year. i have been
1: doing this and i will continue to do this i've been arranging spy fall zoom get togethers i i, will I will probably continue probably do this purchase
0: tabletop simulator and then contact yeah, people yeah you who should.
2: Are a, the one that i've been doing is uh i've been doing jackbox games oh uh, yeah that.
0: that's
1: good too yeah yeah those are also great and those are it's another good asymmetric sort of example yeah um, A lot of those. And those are, that's another sort of class of asymmetric games that's really interesting with the rise of video game streaming being so popular. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Um, There are
1: games in which the viewers can participate in a small incremental way. Um, And that's just so fascinating to think that, like, that has become a feature that developers can strongly consider including in their game.
2: Yeah. It's like, how can I have. Jackbox games is the culmination of all three topics today. Yeah. It really is.
0: Yeah, plays really it plays
2: games. It's an asymmetrical game, and it derives its its uh, formula off board games. It does, and it's yeah. it's all improv,
0: and it's and it's got this
2: like sense. I think maybe there's um
0: the the sense of community that all brings. It's like you're doing something it. together. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it totally uh, brings
2: community right back in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yep. Uh, Declan, do
1: you want to very briefly describe Jackbox games?
2: For yeah, Jackbox sorry, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know Jackbox games, it's created by these guys in uh, Chicago. Jack in box. Yeah, they're they, ja- they Jackbox. Box. Yeah, a lot of Jack in the box. It's Jackbox games. There's six of them. There's six party packs. Each one has five different multiplayer games where you you use a console to put it on your TV and then everyone plays along with their phone. So like you go to their website and you can log in and some of the games are pretty simple. They'll ask you funny questions and everyone gives a funny answer and everyone just votes for which one's funniest. Sometimes you have to all tell a lie about a certain fact and then you have to pick the truth out of everyone's lies but they all vary every single one's different and a lot of them are super fun so mm-hmm. it, i strongly suggest it it functions yeah, in the same game. way
0: kahoot functions if anyone's yeah, done exactly. that class. <laughs> uh,
1: not yeah or poll everywhere yeah yeah but more fun
0: yeah exactly what if you <laughs> what if you got a group of friends together and you just created a poll everywhere with like funny questions <laughs> It's like basically Jackbox <laughs> games, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> just it's like a the system. that's <laughs> like Zoom. Okay, it's, it's Jackbox
1: for it's it's Jackbox like dressed in business casual. Yeah, like that's like
0: um it's last the year of
2: Jackbox games.
0: <laughs> last year, one of my friends. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, sweet. My my phone did the I the, the dying sound, but it's fine. Uh, last last year, one of my yeah. friends who. Uh, he appointed himself to my dorms hall government, uh as the cause the hall government's made of commissioners. He appointed himself as the fun commissioner. Um, which is like, I'm just gonna make some fun stuff happen. So one night, uh, he was like, I'm hosting a dorm-wide uh family feud game, uh, which like six people oh. came to. So it's really not dorm wide thing, but it was really funny. He had set up like a, a whole door. like yeah, he'd set up like a whole family feud oriented thing with like the 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 music playing and it was like the color scheme of Family Feud and he had questions and he had like a a a mustache on to look like Steve Harvey. I was going to say, did he periodically stop and stare, mouth agape, (laughs) at the responses that people gave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he put on a mustache. Um, and he had all these like dorm-oriented questions that are all full of like inside jokes. Some of them were like like pretty vulgar, um, but it was really fun. It was like that sense of community, but. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of my friends uh, had was hanging out with two of their female friends from a different dorm, uh, and they saw that this was happening, and they're like, yeah, we'd love to play. <laughs> So this a set of uh. questions that is all inside jokes, dormier oriented, and if you like, if you're not part of the dorm, you wouldn't get it, and you'd think it's really gross. <laughs> These two girls are sitting oh, there, yeah. and, and bu- <laughs> my friend, like before every question pops up, he would like look at them and go, "I would like to re-clarify... This I didn't think anyone else was gonna come to this. This this was supposed to be more than expected. Five guys, I was not expecting. And then he would click the button, and the question would pop up, and we'd all crack up. Oh, that's great! It was wild.
1: Oh, excellent. That's that's an asymmetrical experience. They don't have the information about the door that is necessary to make (laughs) gameplay enjoyable. I would love an asymmetrical game where
2: it's just inside jokes that you don't get as a player, and that's your asymmetrical experience. (laughs)
0: i mean yeah yeah there's okay as a final note i'll I'll just mention one game that i think you'll both be interested in i'll find the name of it later um (laughs) (laughs) it's this really long (laughs) complex title um but it's basically like you you start and you're in a waiting room and there's the narrator um and he's like all right just uh wait a couple moments and we're going to get the whole game set up for you and it's going to be great all right uh you're here a little early so the the last player is still in there but uh just wait around and we'll get it all set up and you're like this is confusing okay i've got it's um doctor langiskov the tiger and the terribly cursed oh, emerald yep a world yeah. hey, uh, yep and basically I what ends up happening, happening is uh he's like uh he explains to you they're kinda like understaffed. Uh and the first the player that's there before you is currently trying to play the game but we don't have the staff to cover the experiences, so you have to go through the backstage of the video game and hit all these buttons and levers in order for the player that is currently there to have the proper, experience. the proper experience. So the whole game is like you setting up the game for whoever's already in there, even though like you never get to actually play the game. It's really funny. <laughs>
2: And of course, and of course, has like the most fantastical title. Like that just sounds like yeah, Doctor (laughs) Lianaskov,
0: the Tiger, and the like the and the cursed emerald,
1: (laughs) a whirlwind heist. A whirlwind heist. Yeah, I'll have to give that a look.
2: Well, good. I think we're about at time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Looks like it.
0: Looks like it. According to my time.
2: Boy, how yeah. and, I, and let me tell you, I'm just so excited to, to come back next week uh, onto the next episode because I know that I'm just a regular now, right?
1: I appreciate the assumptive close. Yeah, but, you'll, uh, you'll probably be back. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> probably bring you back just next week. A little, a little soon, you know. We want to keep the people waiting. Yeah, we want to get to the point that people are writing in saying, "Can we get Declan back on an episode?" Yes, we can go, Oh, oh guys, In the meantime, know, oh, you forced our
0: hand. No, I yes, get it. I, yes, get it. It. I, I sucked. But I get it. I suck In the meantime, <laughs> oh, in the meantime, to, like, if you're listening at home hand. and you miss Declan, check out the Buried podcast, and then look forward hey. towards the end of Not May when uh, his new podcast, the uh, the serial My Town, is going to be coming out. Uh, it's going to be a yeah, very these, fun These time. two are
2: both in it, by the way. Yes, uh, Fe- featuring say, yeah. voice
0: acting from me and Gabe. Oh, yeah. 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 And so voice yeah, acting will from Definitely, Declan. when that comes out. Yes, a lot of voice
1: yeah. acting and writing and producing and editing. Yeah, Declan and, made it uh, all. It's really it. wonderful. Oh, yeah. Backing.
2: Don't be mistaken. It is my show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but we will, when that does come out and is available for consumption, we will definitely be letting people know who you want And, uh... Of course, of course. But, then easy to do. but until then, I, I think we're all good. All right. Thank you for your time, Declan. Of course, thank you I had for a coming blast. This is, this is super after fun. After another session.
2: This is great.
1: You know, I loved this. Uh, I will start looping you into the, the Spyfall emails. Uh, I want to get you in there. And then I also want to play Jackbox with you at some point. Yes, yes. Yeah,
2: please do. That was a fun time when we played Spyfall with the uh, murder group chat. Yeah, yeah, that was good.
1: Man, Excellent. It's gonna sound weird All to right. a
2: podcast listener.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Most of the shit
0: that we'll comes skip out of our mouths. It. Yeah,
2: exactly. We'll make it yeah, funny. No, post, post any questions post. you can just ask
0: me. Oh yeah, we'll She's make it funny it. in post. We'll add the humor in post. Yep. Imagine listening to a podcast that had a laugh track. Oh my god.
1: Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. They exist. Maybe not directly as a podcast, but podcasted forms of other media. Like that's a thing that happens, right? People take like snippets yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. no, but I want TV this like this and we edit lobby. in a
0: laugh track even though everyone knows there's no one else in the room
1: that'd be that'd be pretty good i mean that's very uh there's some sort of commentary there i don't, I don't know what but <laughs> well if you hear laughter at any point in this it's because i went back and added, added laughter yeah none of us laughed um, the whole time
2: yeah like it's not it's not that yeah. funny
1: uh, i was about to spoil the uh Never mind. Um, <laughs> That's a minute. I think we, we should call it there before yeah. we say things we regret. Um, well, again, I'm Gabe.
2: I'm Declan. And I'm James. Hey, I remember this time. It.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be uh, talking to you next week with a new guest and a new topic. Until then, stay safe, stay inside, or whatever the local regulations require. And uh, be well. Goodbye. Goodbye.